Hello, my name is Joshua Gilliland, attorney blogger on Bowtie Law, and today we're going to geek out over the rules of evidence and specifically hearsay as it relates to read receipt auto generated email messages. Hearsay is an out of court statement offered for the truth of the matter asserted. It requires a statement, and a statement generally has to be an assertion of some kind. Pointing in a direction that communicates something can be an assertion. Well, what we had here were read receipt auto-generated emails. They came from the defendant, and the plaintiff had them, and the plaintiff was pro-offering these auto-generated emails from the defendant. The defendant took the unique position that they were unauthenticated hearsay, and their argument made two separate attacks. On the unauthenticated part, the defendant took the position, essentially, that the plaintiff needed to offer an expert report explaining how an auto-generated email message was sent. This is kind of odd because it was sent from the defendant. So you think the burden would be on the defendant to make a factual challenge that this email was somehow untrustworthy because it came from the, def the defendant's system automatically after a defendant read an email message in Outlook. The court rejected that argument. The second argument focused on hearsay. The court outright questioned whether or not a read receipt email could even be a statement. It's auto-generated, no typing's actually done to create the email. As such, it's purely created by the system itself after the user reads an email message and either clicks on to the next message, however it's set up in, in that particular version of Outlook or whatever mail carrier they are using. The court thought about it and didn't rule or address outright that the read receipt email was a statement, but it took the position that if it was, this statement was an admission against interest by the defendant. It is a really creative use of the party admission rule by taking this position. Being a good evidence geek, I find this issue to be fascinating. Are read receipt email messages statements? I don't think so. I do think it's a machine printout. I do think it is data, uh, but I do not think it's a statement made by a human being, which is a requirement in some states for an email or computer data to be a statement. So there's a good issue whether or not it's even a statement. The arguments for it being a statement would be it is in the communication that data, in order to be a party admission, uh, does include the time that the reader looked at the email message or at least clicked on it, uh, potentially the amount of time that was spent on it. Uh, it depends what information is captured by it. And when they move on to the next email, if that's how this system works, uh, it then sometimes will pop up a dialog box that confirms to send the read receipt uh, message. If that happened in this case, that does sound like it could be a statement. Whether or not a court actually rules on that one day, it is academically interesting to think about. 
the other thing that's interesting is for a challenge to come up against a pro-offering party saying that email sent by the opposing party needed to be explained by expert affidavit. It seems a little backwards just from an argument point of view that if the challenging party was going to somehow attack the veracity and trustworthiness of their own email messages, they would have the burden of making that factual argument. That didn't happen here, and the challenging party took the position that the plaintiff needed to explain how the opposing side's read-receipt email messages worked, which just sounds really odd. Regardless, it's a fun little case to see how a court handled this issue, and if you would like to check it out, it is Fox v. Leland Volunteer Fire Rescue Department, 2015 U.S. District Court, Lexus 3583. Thank you very much for listening, and hope you have a great day.